0: Hi, everyone. I'm Lori Casto.
1: And I'm Randall Casto.
0: And you are listening to the Created to Soar podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates in Mansfield, the area's premier senior residential community. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the church. Interesting. Yeah, so I wanted to start out, I I wanted to talk a little bit about our daughter, Maria. So every morning, every school morning, we go through a routine. I will go up about the same time every morning. I turn on her light. I turn the fan off and I will say, good morning, sunshine, or good morning, Maria, or, you know, just something. And I'll, I'll kind of shake her a little bit and And say, yeah, (laughs) and she'll do the little bit of morning, you know, kind of thing. So then I walk downstairs, I get my shower, I get dressed, 20 minutes have gone by. And I kind of know at that point, the signs of life. For her, I know if she's up or or whatever. So I'll just kind of go, Good morning, Maria. How are you doing? And she'll either say nothing or she'll kind of give me the uh, good morning, you know. And so I'll do it kind of gently again. And then I'll go about my business doing whatever it is I'm doing. And the talk the clock is ticking, it's getting closer to school time, and I'm thinking, Hmm, I still don't hear any signs of life up there. So finally, I'm like, Maria, it's time to get up. It's time to wake up. And then all of a sudden, life begins to happen. She gets up and uh, we go about our day, but it's the same thing every day. And so today, you know, just kind of giving you that illustration, uh, where as we talk about the church, it leads me to. Um, A scripture in Revelation, uh, and it's the Church of Sardis, and so I'm going to be reading uh, these words this morning. Um, These things says He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works that you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful, wake up. The NIV says, "Wake up." And strengthen the things which remain that are dead, that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch or wake up, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you." And those words this week, I was just kind of drawn to several of the churches in Revelation, and Sardis was one of them. But those words, wake up, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that you are ready to die. And the church is something that's been on my heart for many years. I just, I I was thinking six years ago, maybe it's, let me think, 2016, um, I was driving down the road been several years, as I just said, 2016. And I was realizing, you know, we're about 15, 20 minutes away from work. And I was realizing that there are churches, there are probably 15 churches on our way to work.
1: Oh, I know. One on every block.
0: Yeah. And there's one stretch of the road where you can look on the right side and you can look on the left side and you could see churches basically parallel from each other, and they could probably look from their window to the church's window across the road, and that's how closely they are in proximity. And um, it, it, there's so many different ideas, so many different churches, everybody's got a different thought process, and I just thought, man, there's so many... And, and not that they were really... It seemed like at that time, I they were the churches had been fighting over politics and all these things, and it was so much in my heart and mind, it's like... The church has got to be united and awake, and, and that's just kind of where I am thinking about the church.
1: Right, and with that wake up, I think we we need that wake up call. You know, Paul quotes Isaiah, he said, awake, thou that sleep, and rise from the dead, and, and Christ will give you light.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about, you know, this, this, this idea of the church and kind of being asleep and I was thinking that there's a correlation between the strength and unity of the church and the depravity in the world today. The church, there's a strength, uh, there's a correlation, again, between the strength and unity of the church and the depravity in the world today, the body of believers as Christians. That's the church that I'm talking about. The devil wants to make the church ineffective and become paralyzed as believers, uh, and that ineffectivity in of the church seems to be so evident, and we're so paralyzed because of this reason, we have distractions. The church has distractions. And I was just thinking, especially since COVID, there are so many distractions uh, for the church. And I think grief, I think some of these things we've gone through. Oh, sure. Grief is a big distraction. Life struggles, finances, relationships, addictions. That's another struggle that people have. Busy lifestyles. And it could even be great distractions. It can be like sports. You know, you've got three kids in sports. You're trying to get them from one sport to the other. You're trying to get them to practices, go to the games. And by the time the end of the week has happened, you're exhausted and your focus or is not on God, but on these distractions. And then another focus, I think, is uh, social media, uh, media in general, politics, what's going on in the world today. Our focus is on so many different things, and it causes so many distractions. And when Christians are asleep, and they're not leading the narrative, which should be united, we see that the narrative, Oh, we've seen what the narrative is. Becomes over the years, we've seen all kinds of different narratives, and it causes us to lose focus. Oh, sure, on what we talked about last week, and that was the Great Commission.
1: Yeah, and you know, when, when we talked about the authority and how He's the head and we're the body, and He sat down and He expects His body to do His work today. And if we're not, if we're asleep, if we're if we're not united, we can't bring His love. To the world I mean right. and and there's we we're, we will you know and it sounds it might sound sacrilegious i don't want this to be because God is sovereign and his ultimate plan will go into effect and 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 but I think when we limit ourselves in what we do for him we're limit we, we cause him to be limited. do you see what I'm yes, saying
0: yes absolutely.
1: Because he expects us to do his work, he's not going to do it. Right. He, the Holy Spirit's our helper. That means we have to do what we have to do, and he'll help us. He's not going to do it for us, right? And, and it's like we we limit. He is limited by what how we limit him.
0: Absolutely.
1: And Absolutely. and and being in unity, you know that that great that great passage in First Corinthians twelve, where it says, "For as the body." is one and has many members and all the members of that one body being mem- many are one, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized in the one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink in the one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. And if the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where where would the hearing be and if the whole were hearing where would the smelling but now has god set the members every one of them in the body as it has pleased him and it goes on to say you know you can't say you know i don't need the ear i don't i don't need that group of christians i've got my group over here i don't need that group that's completely unscriptural and it because it goes on to say there should be no schisms or divisions in the body we we may disagree on some theological points, I'm not talking about salvation issues, but we should be working together with each other and and not just, you know, and the, the internet's horrible for that. You see one group hating the others and said, stay away from these preachers, they're not like me or stay away from these. It's just horrible. It's just horrible.
0: Yeah, and it's like, like I go back to that distractions, those distractions are so prominent and so powerful right now. And I think the devil uses that. Uh, people talking about each other as Christians, um, that he uses that as a stronghold because what happens is when Christians aren't leading United Narrative and we've got, we've got all these different narratives as Christians. And I'm talking about the church. Um, when they don't lead the narrative and, and have a United Narrative, we again see what happens. So we've got in my mind. We've got Christians that have several different narratives and are kind of divided. And then we have the world that has several narratives and is kind of divided. And so when you've got the church that's divided and the world that's divided, and then Just in our country alone, how vulnerable that leaves us. And it's so concerning. And then I, and last week we talked about some statistics that I didn't have in my hand. And this week I actually looked up the statistics about people going to church and I found out that 40 million Americans, Mm -hmm. 40 million Americans have stopped attending church in the past 25 years. That's horrible. And you can see the correlation of people quitting church and what's going on in this country. And one headline reads, one-third of Americans quit church as attendants fail to recover pre-pandemic numbers. One-third of Americans quit church. And then Franklin Graham is quoted as saying, faith in America has never been at a lower point. And then I think the most startling statistic of all, or the not a statistic, but just um what was said? Young adults, age eighteen to twenty-nine, showed the greatest decline in attendance over recent years, citing inconvenience as a top reason for not attending.
1: Inconvenience.
0: Inconvenience. You
1: know that sounds like when our pastor gave it as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Festus, and it, when he was when Paul was was uh, was was uh, preaching to him, he, he said, "Come back when it's convenient," and that's just like. <laughs> it's right. like, come back and tell me these things when it's convenient for me. When it's convenient for me. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> it's convenient right now. This is these are eternal decisions.
0: Yeah, this is this is the time when we have to pay close attention and I just I just have to read it again because it's so it's so sobering. Um these things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful. Wake up and strengthen the things which remain that are ready. They're ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not wake up, or watch i will come as a thief and you will not know what hour i will come upon you and i mean this is so sobering we're so busy being inconvenienced you know by going to church we're so Great. we're so busy with all these distractions and some of these distractions are such real distraction grief is a real distraction some of these things are real but we have got to get into the church we have to get into the church and 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 be together, right? And be in unity as Christians.
1: You know, and when you you're, you're talking about again the church in Sardis, correct? Yes. And I've I've heard it preached before, and 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 I can understand why someone thinks that that, that these churches represent certain ages, and you get to the last one, Laodicea, and they're neither hot nor cold, and that seems that you know we we see a lot of that, and they yes, say that we, today's church is the church of Laodicea, but actually I see every one of those churches that that he was speaking of, all seven have issues that could be, be related to today. Oh, Where, absolutely. That, that, that I don't necessarily agree that those are, represent some kind of spiritualization of ages. Um, every one of those churches were current at that time. And I think, had the same similar kind of problems, you know, specifically maybe to their time period, but the same kind of issues that we have in the church today.
0: Absolutely. And in in some of the other churches that, that, you know, kind of hit me this week um, when, you know, this was laid on my heart about the church and I was looking at Ephesus uh, Mm -hmm. in Revelations as well. These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your labor, your patience and that you cannot bear those who are evil and you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars and you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. That's so many good things. Right. So many good good things. He says, nevertheless, I have this against you. You've lost your first love. You know, you've, you've lost your first love. You've done all these wonderful things. You've been patient. You've, all these things, you persevered, but you've lost your first love. And it's like, that's why I can see, like, I can, I can see these things, but, but then it goes on to say, you know, in all of these, when it talks about all these churches, he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. And then it says this, to him who overcomes... I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And every time he talks to a church, he always ends with, he who overcomes shall. Like with Sardis, he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. And so every time he talks to a church, he then says to him, who overcomes and he's talking to the churches and he's talking to me.
1: Right. And this should be a big wake up call because when he talks to, when he speaks to these churches, he says, if you don't do these things, you're going to lose your candlestick, you know? And we see today, all of these seven churches, those areas are like a hundred percent Muslim. Now that this, these churches are not thriving in those areas. Now they, they, it's like, they didn't listen And now they're gone. Exactly. And and we we really need to learn from that.
0: Right. And then it takes me to sia, and I'm not doing any of these in order. I'm not doing all of them today. But it just, these things says says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works and that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I'm rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from my golden refined in the fire that you may be rich and with white garments. And he continues to talk on and on. But then he goes to this. He says to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. And I just love how he's talking to me, to you, to all of us as Christians that, look, this is the warning. But then to you who overcome, and then he goes on to speak. And I just love that because we can overcome. We can be warned. Right now is the time. Just like I was telling Maria, wake up, wake up. It's time Right, yeah, now, arise, shine. That's right. right. Now's the time to wake up. We have the warnings; they're right here in front of us, and it's up to me. It's up to you. It's time to wake up.
1: That's right. And if you know, if you know fellow Christians that have stopped going to church, I urge you to uh, begin. You know, having fellowship with them. And and letting them see your good works and and be a testimony to them and be an encouragement to, to them to get back into church because uh, you, how many did you say one third stopped after the
0: one third forty million in twenty five years that's and horrible then, and then one third of all the Christians going to church quit and then they're still not regained the numbers that they had pre pandemic right it's it's a very scary thing. And when I see all these things happening in our world, and I see that the Christians are divided, and then I see that the world's divided, that's vulnerability. (laughs) We're in a vulnerable place. It's a vulnerable place to be. But the good news is we can wake up.
1: Right. And what was that thing you said, the young people today said they want Jesus without the what?
0: Institution. Last week, we were talking about yes. institutionalism, and they were saying, we, we want Jesus, but we don't want the institutionalism that church brings. And I think that goes back to that that um, convenient Christianity. I think it's just an excuse. And I, I just think that when God is saying to me, to you, to us, that we need to wake up, but then when we wake up and he gets our attention, then he's saying we need to remove the distractions.
1: That's right. Yeah, and uh, and I know we covered this last last week, but it just, I, I see this every time. And, and we, we talk about church attendance, you know, the, he says, forsake not the assembling of, you know, uh, you know, when the church is open, you should go if you can, yes. but, uh, and you see this example back in Acts and it's after, after Peter and John, uh, uh, led that man into healing, you know, with silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus rise and be healed. And, you know, then they got grilled, right? They got mm-hmm. grilled by the Pharisees and the, yes. the, the the leaders of the of the, of the church uh, of their synagogues and, and the Pharisees, but in Acts four twenty three, and being let go, they went to their own company. They had their own group of believers that they were able to go back to. You know, when when you're in trouble and you've had trouble, it's so good. To be able to go to your own company, to your own group of believers, and 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 there's power there, there's support there, and we see that they they end, they end up into a united prayer that is so powerful, so that that when they were done praying, the place was shaken, the place was shaken, <laughs> <I> <laughs> and love it that. said, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and and spoke the word of God with boldness and 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 it's just a wonderful thing if you stop going to church you you lose that that company of believers that sh- that is your support system and it's just and then you you'll you'll drift further and further but it's always good to, where it says and they being let go they went to their own company
0: well you know and i think you can if you take a really good look at what happened during covid 3 years ago i think we can learn so much from that situation we have We have someone saying to us, we need to isolate. So, so we do. But then during that isolation process, there was lots of death, lots of, lots of sickness, lots of death. It didn't spare anyone. But what happened was everyone's isolated. So the devil loves that because people are isolated and they don't have anybody to reach out to because everybody's going through their own thing. And then, and then when you don't have the church, your church group to go to, you go back to your own group, you, it's hard to recover from that because you need the church body. You need those people that can help lift yes, you, you out and pull you out. And it's just so important. And I just, it just, it's an aching for me because I think the church is asleep and uh, we need to wake up. And I believe he's saying, wake up, remove the distractions. And then he's saying, rekindle the flame. Right. So how do we rekindle the flame? We have to read meditate on that word, pray, and then what else? Attend church. All of those things help us rekindle the flame. Read, pray, attend church, and those things will help us, help me, the church, the body of believers, to rekindle the flame and to have a united narrative as we move forward
1: right and i can't emphasize that more about going getting back into the word what did he say to laodicea when they said they were rich what did he say to get ointment for their for their eyes um it reminded me of a, a passage in psalm
0: let's see are you saying let's see i can be, turn
1: to it i'm pretty sure that's what it says but go ahead be,
0: well I, i'm looking at Le- this right now laodicea because you say i am rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich with white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of the nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve.
1: Right. That That's what I want to hear. may see. Exactly. It, back in Psalm 19... Uh, verse seven and eight, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. That you, that, that, uh, that get, get that word into your eyes. It's, it, and it is a, it's anointment and it is a salve.
0: It is. Absolutely. There would have been, sometimes I feel like I would never have made it without the word, you know? That word is so amazing, and so yeah, exactly what you're saying.
1: There was another one. So you got me. I wasn't prepared with this. This one, you got me on another subject. We don't prepare this. We we both get our own notes. And oh, no,
0: I prepare, but <laughs> well, we, yeah, we don't prepare
1: together. We we don't synchronize this beforehand. We prepare, but we don't prepare together, and we just kind of let you know, just let it go. And now I there's a there's a verse that I want and now i'm drawing a blank oh lovely
0: but you know as i was thinking and drawing back on 2016 and and i was thinking united we stand divided we fall and at that time i wrote this i believe we are in danger of falling as a church and as a country because christians are divided and christians have been divided for such a long time and just there's just no agreement and everybody's divided against, no matter what you say, someone is there ready to jump down your throat or you're ready to, I mean, the whole thing is just so sad. And unity in this country is going to come, it's not going to come from a political figure or a good cause. It can only come from the body of believers that is known as the church. And if the church can't unite, how is everybody else supposed to? Um, And that's why I feel like if the church isn't united and the world's not united, it leaves us very, very vulnerable.
1: Right. And, and I found, what, back back to the latest here passage, because you got my mind going on it. When it's, when he wanted, he said, I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. And there, there's that Psalm, and Psalm 12 is another Psalm. And it says, the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven Times thou shalt keep them, oh Lord, and preserve them from this generation forever. The words of I cannot emphasize more getting back into the word of God. Oh, yeah, that that is your gold, that is your silver that's been refined. It, you know, what it says, he's a refine the refiner's fire. Um, it just they're pure words, silver tried, tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. It's just that just it just speaks to me,
0: yeah. God's word is so calming. It's peaceful. It's exciting. It, it's, it like opens your eyes to so many things. Everything that we need to help us through every single day, through every single situation is all in God's word. And that's why we just we need to be awake. Number one, as Christians, we need to remove the distractions, rekindle the flame by reading, praying, and attending church. And then we need to help others do all the above to do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's it. I mean, that's that's all we have for today on the Creative Disorder podcast. I'm Laurie Casto, and you've been listening. Uh, and we're brought to you by Wedgewood Estates in Mansfield, the area's premier senior residential community.